Welcome to Taking Action. The podcast focused on optimizing performance through simple actions. Hosted by Louis, a high performance coach for athletes. And Christy, a mindset and confidence coach. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode. Today, Christy and I are talking to Luke Twiddell. Luke is a veteran Royal Marine. He's a CrossFit coach and he's also a CrossFit athlete that's competed at some of the highest levels. We're going to dig into all things around his mindset and his work ethic because the guy just doesn't stop working. To dig a little bit more into him, Christy, tell us why we chose Luke. Well, I've known LT for, God, what, six years now? Five, six years? At least, yeah. Yeah. He was one of the OGs with you, Louis, when I joined Great Stour. And Luke, I've been a part of his kind of journey on a personal level, like watching him go from strength to strength, going from kind of mediocre athlete to then PT to then coach to what are they called now? They're not regionals. What was it that you did? Sanctionals. Sanctionals. Sanctionals level, level CrossFit athlete. And Luke is now also my coach, handed over by you, Louis. So, yeah, it's been an amazing journey to be on with you. And I've benefited greatly from your wisdom and your mindset and how you approach things. So I thought it'd be great to get you on today. So really want to welcome you. But yeah, let's get going. Yeah. We want to hear everything today. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about yourself, LT. So, like, your background and what's kind of, what's got you to where you are now? Yeah, well, you touched on it there. My background is I'm an ex-Royal Marine, so I joined Marine training straight out of school, much like yourself, 16, spent eight years in the Royal Marines, deployed all over, so deployed to Afghanistan, deployed to Iraq. I had a few tours in Somalia as well, and then... I left the Marines quite early and that was a a pretty, what's the word, like a big decision of mine was to leave the Marines while I was still a young lad. So I left at 25 years old because I wanted to be able to transition into civilian and not have any of the hiccups that, you know, you hear a lot of the older veterans that leave the forces have. Yeah, so I left at 25. I've been outside for six years now. I'm 31 now and I've been coaching and competing in CrossFit throughout those six years. And yeah, life is just, life is sweet at the minute. Yeah. So you're out in Dubai now, living your best life. Yeah. Yeah. So I live in Dubai. Previous to that, I was, I've been around. So I was in Thailand for a bit and then I went to Australia for a year to coach and I've landed myself in Dubai for the last two and a half years. Where's better coaching Dubai or Australia? Oh, it's a tough question, man. Like, the lifestyle in Australia is great, but the wages as a coach are quite low and you really have to graft, which doesn't leave much time for your own personal development if you're trying to compete. Whereas Dubai, the wages are just insane. Like you can't get these wages anywhere else in the world. And the time that I coach is very small compared to what I would have to anywhere else. So I, I really think it's a happy medium in Dubai. This is the best place for me in my life right now for sure yeah that's class would you say Mm. so for you is 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 the ultimate goal still competing yes yeah yeah when i started this crossfit journey they back in 2015 
they had a stage called regionals. So you had the open, which was open to everyone. You had regionals, which was like the semi-professional, professional level. And then you had the games, which was the elite, like the top of the top, like the premiership almost. My goal from the start, when I first saw this was like, I want to reach regionals at some point. And the qualification stages and stuff have changed, but that's just sort of, we don't need to dive into that. The goal is still to reach uh, that regionals level, so that professional sort of athlete level. And we're on track, but yeah, it's, I, I love it's a lot harder that. than people think. I love hearing that from you, Luke, because like you've always been, because I'm obviously like the most average athlete going, mm. even defining myself as an athlete is, is lovable in comparison to you. But watching how you perform is incredible. Like you are formidable at what you do you take such pride in making sure that every movement is executed so well you are you hold such integrity for your own performances which I really really admire across any kind mm. of sporting platform we all know there's people who try to cut corners but you ultimately put your your whole self on the line and really kind of hold yourself mm. accountable for that which I really really like but mm. I think with that, that word go on. that word you said there that is something that was instilled in me as a young lad in uh, Royal Marines training. You know, I, I sort of joined Royal Marines training and integrity is one of their, is part of their ethos. So it's one of their main ways they live their life by is integrity. Yeah. And when I was a young lad, I was sort of naive to the fact and I took a couple hard lessons in training and that really sort of dug home with me. And I've held that my entire life and integrity is huge for me not only personally but what I expect from my peers what I expect from my clients like integrity I try to instill in everyone around me you know so yeah that's a big think, word for me do you think that I mean I know from my personal experience of working with you being coached by you do you mm. feel like it's something is a that's a barrier if someone doesn't hold integrity do you struggle to work with them would you not coach them or would you find a way to kind of instill integrity within them yeah I would find a way to instill that integrity in them because integrity isn't it's not a god-given talent you you're not born with it you you learn it like it's something you learn as a child some people learn it later on in life um, and some people still need to learn it in their adult life but everyone can learn it I think there's yeah. um, a bit of fixed mindset um, challenges when it comes to integrity sometimes I think some people perhaps lack awareness of integrity or lack awareness of how to become you know more susceptible to those types of traits because they're so wanting to hit that goal hit that target whatever it is and they either believe mm -hmm. they can't do it or there has to be a quicker quicker way and those are very much fixed mindset traits in my eyes so how do you how would you coach someone or what would you kind of encourage someone to do to perform with integrity or at least engage with integrity? So much like learning to lift, you don't learn to lift heavy weights straight away. You start with an empty bar. So with my athletes that I coach and the clients I coach in the gym, I try and instill that integrity right from the start of the class. So the warm up, we're not just rolling through a warm up, just going through the motions. We're being uh, specific and we're moving with intent even with mm -hmm. that empty barbell so it starts from the very bottom and we sort of build up there if I have athletes I'm 
coaching that are competing, they are competing under my name. So if they're moving with uh, poor movement standards because they're being lazy, that sort of brushes off on me. So I try and instill that good movement mechanics, good standards as a bit of sort of respect to me. Because if you're not moving well, you're almost disrespecting me as your coach when we've been through this stuff in training, you know? I hear you loud and clear. I'm trying my best. (laughs) Yeah. Would would you say, I'm kind of fucking projecting it, but I guess to reframe that, what I believe is that lack of integrity when it comes to movement standards and diet adherence and all that stuff is often insecurity and ego. Yeah. Do you find the same? So... For yeah, example, 100%. in a class, if someone someone feels they should be at the top of the leaderboard and they're not, mm-hmm. they'll they'll lie, they'll cheat their reps yeah. to, to get themselves up there. So rather than it, yeah, like it's it's a, it's a white lie because at the end of the day they just lie about how many reps they've done. But then that yeah. can carry over. Like if that's not nipped in the bud, if that's not getting a grip of, mm-hmm. yeah that can flourish into something much worse because now all of a sudden they're, they've got to keep this lie up. Yeah, definitely. I found um, out here in Dubai, I used to coach a lot of locals and locals have, it's a very rich country. So locals have everything done for them. (laughs) So I've struggled with that with a few of the local members. And the way I got around that was peer pressure. So actually, instead of me always calling out these guys saying, you're not doing the reps, you're not doing, I leaned on some of the other locals that were more integral to the teams. And I actually got them to start calling out their friends. Sounds a bit like maybe a bit harsh to some people. Maybe it's the military background in me, but when your peers are calling you out, you feel a lot more embarrassed than when a trainer is just calling you out. So I found that's worked pretty well with, with those guys. I think it's a pretty, pretty awesome value to hold and, and I admire it. And I know, you know, Louis, you're, you share that trait, but kind of shifting on a little bit now, like Luke, you have achieved so much, like personally, mm. professionally, you know, I admire your travel destination list as well. Like I'd so love to do that. But what do you think your biggest accomplishment today is? Yeah, that's a tough one. I think I think I would always go back to joining the military at 16 and passing it because for those guys that don't know, joining Royal Marines training is extremely tough. And well, back in the day when I joined, their slogan was 99.99% need not apply. So if you applied and you made it through, you were part of that 0.01% to make it. And I think that's probably still what I'm most proud of is doing that as a young lad. And I would say that's my biggest achievement to date for sure. What about as an athlete? As an athlete, making it to the sanctional levels competitions for sure. Yeah. How many, um, how many sanctionals have you competed at now? Two? Three. 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 Yeah. So my first one was in Shanghai in China. And for any CrossFitters out there, Brent Fakowski was competing he's I don't, he's a podium level games athlete so he's you know tip of the spear one of the best 
So I competed against him in China. My next one was Australia in Wollongong. Wollongong? I can't pronounce that one right, but yeah, Australia. And then my last one was in Egypt just recently in November. Oh, class. I missed that one. Yeah. That was uh, interesting. Interesting. Egypt's sort of, it's an up and coming place. So they've got a lot of building works going on and it sort of translated into the competition as well. So like the judging standards was a bit low. The sort of organization in Egypt was low, but it was still a good competition. And there was some high level games athletes there competing against me. So yeah. Kind of like blurring the lines of the two. How do you think your military experiences training has impacted on how you perform do you think it's helped you get to the sanctions level do you think that's yeah been a contributing factor absolutely 100 percent. i think discipline has got me to where i am today because everyone sees those motivational quotes on instagram and social media and they're like you know you've got to be motivated to train every day no one's motivated to train every day especially when you're training twice a day five years like six days a week for five years in a row the motivation lacks and it especially has this past year with covid and not being able to train in a gym and all this stuff but my discipline has just that i was instilled in me from the military has just pushed me through to carry on training at this level and keep pushing for would you say it's your discipline high competition. or would you say yeah i would say both i would say both yeah, because for me, I, I think purpose brings discipline and motivation as a byproduct. Because when, yeah. like, for example, pre-deployment training, when you're going away in the military, like, yeah, the purpose is so huge that you're mm. you're fully committed and bought into the process. And likewise, yeah. when you're training for a big goal, as shit as a training could be, you're mm. like, it means so much to you to get whatever it is you're you're training for that yeah discipline becomes easier like don't get me wrong it's still not easy and actually doing it for as long as you've done and as committed as you've been is yeah is incredible because I, I remember training with you when you was back and i think you had like four sessions in a day or something ridiculous and i, yeah. I, I did two of them with you and i was yeah. while i was resting you had like a 40 minute assault bike workout and i was like i'll just watch this one and just yeah like the <laughs> your the output you put in and for so long it, it is mad and for me yeah discipline is a huge part of that but yeah. it's your drive and your purpose to to get to the top which i think is is what's most inspiring about you and what you've done yeah yeah that setting myself that goal when i first started crossfit i knew it wasn't going to be easy and i'm still working towards it now and i think that having that goal always in my mind is giving me that purpose to carry on with these grueling sessions day in day out yeah yeah knowing your why is so important but i think mm. you've you wouldn't have come this far without having your having your challenges having things thrown at you so what do you think your kind of biggest lesson is that you've learned on your journey to being kind of this level i think the biggest lesson has been consistency will always speaking even I've always you know people pick you pick up injuries here and there you get ill but that's a small percentage of your year so as long as you are consistent for 
11 and a half months of the year, if you've had a week where you injured your back and you had to do no training or like me, I just <laughs> literally, I've just had recovered from COVID. So I had 10 days in my bedroom. And the day I got released, I had a dodgy turkey sandwich and I had the most horrendous <laughs> food poisoning for the last four days. Honestly, it's been touch and go, <laughs> touch and go for four days. No food. I've lost about four kilos. But in the back of my mind, I know the past year of consistent training is not, I'm not going to have lost everything in, the, in those two weeks that I've not trained. So, yeah, I think that's, that's so... been my biggest lesson. That's so relatable, I think, on every level, whether you're an athlete, whether you're working in business, whether you're bringing up kids, whatever it is, like consistency breeds those patterns of behavior, whether it's poor habits or the habits that you want, if you're doing them consistently over time, that's what you teach yourself, that's what you ingrain, that's what becomes your behavior. So linking it together, mm. like knowing your why, having that passion, that sense of purpose work works towards those big goals, but then how you then implement that day-to-day -day through consistent practice and something you said earlier yeah. as well about kind of being intentional like I, mm -hmm. I picked that up like in, you were talking about it in terms of movement but maybe in terms of yeah. your day as well like how you intend to behave on that day you know whether you're following a coaching program a nutrition program a parenting guide whatever it is how are you showing up every day with that intention to deliver mm -hmm. on that goal and it can be simple, like if you're like, obviously, I, ha I have clients that aren't athletes, they're not competing, they're just doing this for wellness, you know, but that intention can cross over into their work life. So for instance, mm -hmm. instead of looking at your phone every five minutes for notifications, leave your phone in the other room whilst you're doing your hour of work on the laptop. There's your intention, like it doesn't need to be these complicated rituals it's just solid intent i love that literally one of my clients messaged me this morning i told her to get an alarm clock weeks ago mm. and it was no i use my phone i can't not have my phone and she slept without her phone now for a few days and she was like i am like a new person and it's so true yeah. these things that we dismiss because we're humans they just make such such a big difference mm. have you seen that new feature on the iPhone, the sleep feature. So you, you set your bedtime and you set your wake time. Oh yeah. And then it turns your phone off. So mine's 10 till seven. So at 10 o'clock, my phone shuts off. I won't get any notifications. They won't even flash up on the screen. It, the screen just goes dead and it's phones off until seven in the morning when my alarm will go off and wake me up. So I, I that's been a bit of a, a big game changer for me, to be fair. Because now I go to bed at 10 and I don't look at my phone because there's nothing to look at. So I go to sleep. Yeah. Life hack for you there. Mate, when you went with these sanctional events, mm. how, where did you find more pressure on once you're qualified in the training leading up to it or on the actual day? Day one, workout one, event one. <laughs> How would you prepare yourself for that? There's not much you can do because that sort of, I mean, I know we keep speaking about the military. You can't, you can train and train and train. 
but you can't train having bullets fly at you. You know, it's just, it's the same working out at a competition. You can't train competition until you're in a competition. You've got a judge you've never met before. You've got a thousand fans in the stands all making noise, screaming and shouting, and you've got cameras on you. Like you can't practice that. It's just something you have to learn to deal with on the day. And I find sort of, like I said, that first event, I'm always nervous. I've got a dry mouth, got butterflies in my stomach. But as soon as the buzzer goes and we're working out, everything leaves and you just sort of tunnel vision go into your your training, you know? And, and I guess with you, where like you've got that much integrity with yourself and that much discipline with your training, when it actually yeah. comes to you taking on the workout, you're just, you're just doing what you do. Like yeah. everything, everything else vanishes and you're just doing what you do. How do you yeah, find exactly. your, clearly it's competitive, but the, the thing with CrossFit is it's not like some sports where you can pull, pull it out of the bag on the day. A lot of the times yeah. with CrossFit, you've got it or you haven't. Like, for example, if it's a one rep max clean, um, yeah. like no disrespect to you, but going into a workout against Brent Fikowski, and if mm. that's the event, you're never going to beat him. Never. No, so no how, how, do you, how do you stay competitive when you know yeah. you haven't got the chance to win an event or whatever. Yeah, well, that's the good thing about CrossFit. It's not just that one event. So my, as you quite nicely pointed out, one RM clean, one <laughs> RM snatch is a weakness of mine compared to compared to the, the top guys. It's still not a weakness. Yes. You're still no incredible. But the the level I'm at, the people I'm competing against my strength numbers are low but that's only one event of minimum six maximum nine that i'm working out at so it's kind of just minimizing that damage on that one event and making sure events that i hold a strength in i sort of just block out the noise from my body telling me i'm hurting and i just go and push harder than my body thinks i'm capable of yeah that's what I'm trying to get Luke to teach me at the minute. <laughs> I have like yeah. huge self-preservation that you military guys can just switch off. Mm. And it's just, yeah. it just shows how key mindset can be is that in, in those mm -hmm. workouts, when your body is kicking in and going into natural, you know, preservation mode, how you can mentally override that. But I'm really yeah. interested, Luke, like as you're talking about your, your strengths and weaknesses there, like, is there a new movement in CrossFit that's come up or is there something that you anticipate could come up that you think, you know, you want to spend time mastering? Like, I know there was a time when you were like practicing reverse double unders and like triple unders and random things like that. Is, is there anything at the minute that you feel like you're going to have to start thinking about or master right as a beginner again? Um, I don't think so. No. So, no, I think working my way through the CrossFit coaching credentials, so not the athlete side, the coaching credentials, CrossFit as a methodology are very big on sort of the basics. Mm. So they don't, we can do this, the fancy complicated stuff, but when it comes down to it, it's all about who can do the basics the best. And I don't think at sort of, the lower level we're going to see anything interesting or spectacular like that i think they will always keep it basic and 
So then with that, like you are now yeah. at the level where you are having to find real small refinements or like real quality changes to your technique it's not a game of yeah. having to learn progressions you're you're at that level now mm -hmm. where you're pretty efficient at everything similar to kind of what louis asked earlier but how do you kind of find the mindset to keep finding that kind of 0.1 percent in every movement to take you further because it's not a case of just getting fitter or getting stronger sometimes it's moving better and refining the movement yeah you've got to be so analytical how do you kind of remain positive about that i think having a bit of humility and humbleness in yourself and what i mean by that is really looking because i don't i don't find any movements challenging anymore but i need to look at the people i'm competing against and i need to again this is a bit you see all these motivational quotes about you can't compare yourself to others you know it's you against you or whatever but it's not me against me because i'm competing against a thousand other guys that are trying to beat me so i do need to compare myself to those athletes and i need to have that humility in saying all right this group of athletes they're all much better than me at the assault bike so i need to have that humility that i need to work more on the assault bike i can relax on my gymnastics because i'm better than these guys at gymnastics if my gymnastics drops down a bit that's okay because my cardio and my machine strength is going to increase so yeah, I think having that humility and looking at deep inside yourself and saying, you know, you're not actually that good at that. You need to work harder. I think that's um, a lesson a lot of people need to learn. Yeah. From a coaching perspective, that is mm. one of the hardest things about CrossFit. Is yeah. the sheer variety that's involved and then getting athlete buy-in to... <laughs> put stuff on hold so they can focus on the thing that they're not very good at. And a lot of areas like working on weaknesses is, is clearly needed, but with CrossFit, I remember when I was competing it and coaching it, now, I just remember mm. thinking like, I've got to let that go for this amount of time so I can focus on handstand pushups and like, it just, it never feels comfortable. Yeah. Is there a way, like, how do you get that athlete buy-in? Like, is there is there a conversation you have or is it just a case of trust me, trust the process, this is what we've got to do? It's a conversation and it's a bit of look at what I do and trust that I'm going through the procedures as you are, albeit just in different movements and different sort of different procedures. But it's the same, really. Like, I'm, I'm not... I will never expect an athlete of mine to do something that I'm not doing myself. So you lead so by I example. Try to lead by example. Yeah, that's the, that's the phrase. And gain their respect. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think there's, you know, there's a lot of PTs and coaches out there that you just, as a client, you are what I wouldn't respect because you're not walking the walk. Mm -hmm. You know, you're turning up, you're smashing you got a McDonald's cup in your hand or whatever, you're not, you're not walking the walk. So why should I trust the things you're saying? Um, I can, I can yeah, totally sorry. relate to that. I like that. Yeah. But just to kind of round off now, like what would you say your key message is for everyone listening? What would, what do you want to be remembered for from 
our audience? I think consistency. I think I want our, the audience to remember anything you're doing in life, you need to be consistent with it. Very few people have talent that can just walk into something and be the best at it. It takes years of consistency and hitting that uh, basics. So yeah, I think that's uh, one thing I'd want people to remember. I love that, mate. Loads of golden nuggets from you today. Yeah. If anyone wants to find you, where where can they where can they go? Instagram is I'm most active on. I've got my personal page, which is ten rounds of LT. And then I've got my coaching page, which is lifting with LT. So if you want any sort of CrossFit related coaching advice, definitely check out my lifting with LT page. There's loads of good content on there for you guys to look at. Class. Anything more from you, Christy? No, just thanks for coming on. I've loved chatting with you, LT, and a huge thank you on a personal level as well. Like you've taken me leaps and bounds from where Louis got me to as well. So I'm forever grateful for you both. And you'll never hear That's that. That's been me a pleasure. Again. <laughs> <laughs> LT, thank you very much for your time, buddy. Until next time, cool. guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. For more content, follow us on Instagram at LP Performance Coach and at Coaching with Christy.